it's uh, this talk is um, actually something my daughter, one of my daughters said to me. Um, she was talking to this uh, elderly lady, 89 years of age, and uh, this lady just mentioned that she couldn't believe how the time had passed, and she couldn't believe that she was 89 and hadn't done a lot in her life, and um, sort of things had caught up with her a little. And uh, this this Tuesday, I bumped into the trade school, my one of the apprentices, and uh, Trevor, and he uh, he 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 recognised me, but I I failed to recognise him, and I'm looking at him, and I thought, I don't know you, you know. And um, time had passed. We knew each other when we were 17, and uh, well, over 50 years later. Um, I didn't recognise him. I thought, well, time's really made a difference here, you know, and we sort of got talking and going through all the different guys in trade school we knew, and, you know, one had died, a couple had died, a couple of alcoholics, and busted, and all this sort of stuff, and, uh, I'm looking at him, I'm looking at him, I'm thinking, the only thing that stayed the same is his eyes. Hadn't changed, you know, everything else had sort of deteriorated, and I thought, wow, you know, it's just incredible, you know, you, you kind of think everything is going to remain the same, don't you? You know, you you remember people as they were, not that what they are. So today's on on time, and um, so we'll start in Ecclesiastes. So haven't, haven't had a look at this for a while. So the time seems to going sort of really speeding up. I don't know about you, but just it's the end of February. It's like just and. Just amazing stuff, and I'm thinking, where's the time gone? You know, um, chapter three, Ecclesiastes chapter three, uh, just in verse one. So it says, "And to everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up." A time to weep, weep and a, a time to laugh, and a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, and a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, and a time to keep silence and a time to speak, and a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace, and what profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboureth? And I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised. He has made everything beautiful in his time, and also he has set the world at their, at, in their hearts, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. He said, I know in verse 12 that there is no good in them but for a man to rejoice and do good in his life. And also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labour. It is a gift of God. And um, it goes on. He goes on to say that uh, men should fear God and um, really do the right thing in their lives. And there's no use, you can't sort of change the past. And, uh, you know, I was talking to Trevor on Tuesday and He's retired. I'm thinking, how can he retire, you know? I, 
he's like, it's just amazing. And all the years had gone by and all the experience that he'd had and all the things that he'd done and he'd retired. And I thought, I've just met you and you retired. You know, I, I knew him when he was 17 and now I see him again and he's retired. It's just, it's, it's strange, you know. And we've all been together in this assembly for quite a few years now. And, you know, and uh, you, you kind of think, well, we can't change the past, but we can certainly redeem the time. And that's what I'm looking to look at uh, right now. It says um, in Psalms 9, I'll quote, it says, so teach us to number our days um, that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. In that particular psalm, it goes on to say, the days of our years are threescore and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labour and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and, and we fly away. Is that where we get the chorus from? I'll fly away. I don't like that chorus anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, so it is a nice chorus, but at the end of this, says, oh, when we will fly away, you know, but I think the Lord's finished with the ship. We're not ready to fly, so there's a bit of work for us. So, uh, we might postpone that chorus for a while. Oh, but, um, we'll have a look at Isaiah 38, verse 4. It's the story of Hezekiah. Um, there's something, something about this, this, this story here. It's just a part, part of a story concerning the king Hezekiah. It says, then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah in verse four, saying, go and say to Hezekiah, thus saith the Lord, the God of David, my father, I've heard thy prayer and I've seen thy tears. Behold, I'll add unto thy days fifteen years. And, uh, and he says, I will deliver thee in this city out of the hand of the king of Syria, and I'll defend the city. And this shall be the sign, or a sign unto thee from the Lord, that the Lord will do this thing that he has spoken. Behold, I will bring again the shadow of the degrees which is gone down in the sundial of Ahaz ten degrees backwards. So the sun returned ten degrees by which degrees it was gone down. And uh, the way I see it is that Hezekiah's prayer actually turned back time. And he was given the extra 15 years. And this man that sort of did everything right by the word of God was blessed by him. And I believe the promises are uh, to you and I, that if we watch our time and we're wise about our time in the Lord, then the Lord's blessing is upon us, you know. And I'm, I don't want to sort of boast it, but uh, look at it, Trevor. And I didn't recognise him. He, he was an old guy. He was an old dude. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, well, you recognise me, Trevor. It's probably the big sort of snapper, snapper forehead. I don't know. But uh, he recognised me. And I thought, well, you know, God's been good to us, whether you think it or not, you know, because we've we sort of, we've turned and um, we've, we've recognised the burning bushes, not Moses did, remember? He stopped and he recognised, and that's what we did. We stopped and wondered at who this God was, this God of great signs, wonders and miracles, and uh, he's able to turn back time. He's able to uh, keep us, keep us in health even as our soul prospers. And, you know, I had a bit of time to think. I've been sick, as you know, and uh, sort of felt I've been in the belly of the whale and 
you know, you kind of get thinking, it's all over, I'm going to retire, and that's it, I'm done. And, you know, the Lord seems to, you know, you go through these things and, and the Lord picks you up and he's able to renew you. He's able to restore you. And, uh, actually, Mike's got a great testimony. You might have to save that one till Sunday, eh, Mike? It's a ripper. It's just something he said today. And I, I just so related to what he was saying, what happened to him and at work and that, but we'll save that one. But, you know, some people, something happens and that's it. Life's over. And yet with us, the Lord seems to get us through. And, you know, things do happen in life. And, uh, it can be quite traumatic, you know, when we, we, we have health issues. But the Lord gets us through, you know. It, it's just quite amazing as we seek the Lord. The Lord's able to give that peace that passes all understanding. And he, he's able to renew us, our soul daily. And it's, you know, if we can renew the renewing of the mind, the renewing of the soul, it just keeps us well. It keeps us fit. Keeps us healthy, you know. Just uh, in Ephesians 5, you know, I, I do, um, I do somehow relate to Paul when he said, you know, I just rejoice in my tribulations, in my infirmities, you know, and I was on the phone to Pastor Nigel the other day and he's had a shocking time, you know. Some of you know, I've told some of you, but, um, he, um, he, he went in hospital, he had heart problems, same as myself, and he ended up with a couple of stents and, uh, pacemaker and lungs had to be pumped out and all this sort of stuff and, so I rang him and said, how are you going? He said, oh, I'm going to the docks and I'm getting this pacemaker fixed up and, you know, reset and all this. Just, you know, the normal stuff. And it turns out he's been living on 98% of his pacemaker, you know. It's like the heart's not really working. Uh, so, um, it's, we just, we're so casual as saints. It's not that we don't care. It's just that you have this peace. You have this knowledge of God that he's somehow going to look after things and uh yeah he's back working crazy guy but um just in Ephesians 5 verse 15 it says see then that you will walk circumspectly not as fools but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil wherefore be not unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is and there's a bit of there's a bit of wisdom here now we got to understand you know, where we are, where, what point of life we're at, you know, what's going to be in front of us. And the Lord says to redeem the time. The word redeem in the Greek is, uh, uh exaggerazo. So something like that. It's, it means to buy up, to ransom, or to rescue from loss. You know, so we, we need to really recognize that this time we're in, at this point in life, it's incredibly important that we um, we walk circumspectly, not as fools, the Bible says, but as wise people. We have the knowledge of God, and it's like a sister said in the testimony, she has something powerful to preach these days. You know, and um, it also goes on into Colossians, if you like, turn to that, Colossians 4 verse 5. It says, walk in wisdom toward them that were without, redeeming the time, lest let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how 
you ought to answer every man. And uh, so it's vitally important to the work of law, to his word, that we follow this example or these instructions. Walk in wisdom towards those that are without, redeeming the time. You know, rescue from loss. Let your speech be always with grace seasoned with salt. So you know, you need to know what you're going to say. Testify the goodness of the Lord. So, um, Habakkuk chapter 2. Good course in Habakkuk. Habakkuk 3.17. Something about figs. Yeah, that's it. Alright, yeah, we'll have that one afterwards. Uh, but we're, we're looking at Habakkuk 2 verse 1. Chapter 2 verse 1. Just, just something here, um, just regarding this, this minor prophet here. He says, oh, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower, and I'll watch to see what he will say unto me and, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon the tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision, vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and lie not. And though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. And in verse 4, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not right upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Now, what I got from this, this the Lord is saying, look, this is going to come. There's an appointed time. For all, the, all things, there's an appointed time for the return of the Lord, and 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 it will come. It, that the word of God does not lie, and though it tarries, it says, you know, it's not here yet; it hasn't come. But wait for it. It says, but because it, it surely will come, the return of the Lord, and it will not tarry. So we need to understand that um, the time is short. The Lord says, "Will I find faith when I return?" And it says many, many shall, well, well, because of the love of, the love of the wax cold amongst, amongst the people and, uh, people will, will fade. They'll give up. And, uh, but he said it, it shall come at the appointed time. So we need to be really, really careful how we conduct ourselves, what we say, what we do, etc. So, um, there is a, there is a good story actually in Judges. I might finish on that one. I just thought, you know, um, the Lord hasn't finished with us yet. You know, you might think, well, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's time to sort of give up the tools and, uh, you know, put the feet up, sort of take it easy and get someone else to do the job and all this sort of stuff. You, you know, you, sometimes in life can be, um, you get hit. And, uh, I never thought I'd ever get crook. I never thought, is it possible, you know? And, uh, like us all, we're sort of, you know, sort of breed of people that just, I think we, we, we were bred to work, you know, and that was all there was to it. You sort of, I know when I, um, I did a vocational guidance course when I was going to be an apprentice and I said, will he be fit for this particular trade? And they go, yes. And you were like categorised, you know. Who knows? It was rubbish, quite frankly. But it was like my dad used to say: yeah, once you pull those overalls on, you never get out of them, you know. Sort of. Uh, 
that it's been good. It's been good for all of us to to be in the work of the Lord. It's been a great service and uh, the Lord recognises that and he'll keep you all the days of your lives. Although sometimes it seems that you've been overlooked. Um, compared to the rest of the world, you're doing fine, you know. You're doing really well. Um, just this story here, Judges 9 verse 8, it says, The trees went forth on a time... You got that? Judges chapter 9 verse 8. It says, The trees went forth on a time to anoint a king over them. And they said unto the olive tree, Reign over us, thou art over us. But the olive tree said unto them, Should I leave my fatness, wherewith by me they honour God and man, and go to be promoted over the trees. And uh, I just want to apply this perhaps to you and I, religion or Pentecost. You know, you can imagine that, what, well, should I leave my fatness, wherewith by me, they honour God and man. You, know, you can relate that to a lot of churches these days. And the trees said to the fig tree, Come, thou and reign over us. But the fig tree said unto them, Should I forsake my sweetness and my good fruit and go to be promoted over the trees? And then said the trees unto the vine, Come thou and reign over us. And the vine said unto them, Should I leave my wine and which cherisheth God and man, and go to be promoted over the trees. And then said all the trees to the bramble, Come thou and reign over us. And the bramble said to the trees, If in truth ye anoint me king over you, then come and put your trust in my shadow, and if not, let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. Now therefore, if ye have done truly and sincerely, in that ye have made... um Amalek king, uh, if you have dwell, uh, dealt well with uh, his Gideon here um, and his house and have done unto him according to the deserving of his hands, for my father fought for you and adventured his uh, life afar and delivered you out of the hand of Midian. And you are risen up against my father's house this day and have slain his sons, three score and ten sons upon one stone and have made... Uh, Abimelech, the son over, the son of his maidservant, king over the men of Shisham, because he is your brother. And uh, what I mean by all this is that, uh, um, who was it here? Jotham. Jotham was the one that said this. He said, "And this is what happens to my father's house." You know, Gideon had all these sons, and, and Abimelech came along and, and, and slew them. And um, it was foretold in actual fact, because if you go back to um, Joshua 24, verse 27, it says, And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness unto us, for it hath heard all the words of the Lord which he spoken of us, and it shall be therefore a witness unto you or against you lest you deny your God. And so Joshua let the people depart, and every man unto his inheritance. And that was apparently the same stone that his own sons were slain upon. And um, so he's foretelling the future in some ways, and the word of God 
you know, is very challenging here for you and I, will we continue in the faith? You know, or has it become too much for all of us? You know, and uh, I just kind of think after the other weekend when we had the play, it was like, it was unbelievable, you know, how the Lord gave this incredible increase. I mean, you, when you think about it, it's, it's a great service and an honour to be involved with such a work. And the potential is, um, it can go beyond your imagination if you, if you only keep serving the Lord. And, uh, okay, there's a, there's a lot, uh, of work, but boy, it's just, uh, fabulous. And, uh, I said, I haven't seen anything like that for a long time. And perhaps the best play I've ever seen, you know, it was like great, you know, and, uh, so we're up for it. We're up for the challenge here, you know, we are going to continue in the faith. Or we have the story here where they they just weren't that involved, Israel, and they let this man in, and he destroyed God's work. You know, he undid all the good that uh, Gideon had done. You know, he was one of the judges, and um, and it, and it became it was destroyed. You know, and all these years we've been labouring and keeping a standard. Um, we can't, we can't stop. We, we've got to continue right to the very end, to the return of the Lord. And, uh, it's very, very challenging, you know, because we can all come up with, with our ex- excuses like the trees of the field. You know, and, uh, we all sort of, sort of do, doing God a service, so we think. And yet we've, we've compromised somewhere. Pentecost is definitely compromised. And where does it end? Once you open that door, where does it ever end? And uh, we stood firm over the years, and uh, I hope we we continue that way. You know, because uh, the Word of God it becomes a witness against us if we don't. You know, if we really believe in the Word of God, and the Bible says here, I want you to redeem the time. You know, I want you to rescue it from loss. I want you to put your efforts and continue to put your efforts in my good work. And, uh, we'll just see the fruit of it. And I, I think, uh, we're in for some good, good days this year. You know, it's, it's a bit of a slow start. Uh, but it's, uh, very, very rewarding. And, uh, small group, older group, very valuable unto the Lord. He hasn't finished with it yet. So keep up all the good work and all the good stuff.